Good morning. It's not Saturday, but this is the Saturday Morning Hustle. Welcome to Episode 6 of Professional Balance, a bonus content series of the Saturday Morning Hustle. On this episode, we will discuss the role of the boss in any business, the owner, the president, the CEO, etc., and how hands-on or hands-off they should be in daily operations, specifically in humble tasks such as cleaning up random messes, taking out the trash, or making the coffee in the morning. The question of how to balance these concepts. The boss should always or the boss should never make the coffee. Making the coffee will be the term used for any non-regular task or duties that many CEO types might consider below them, but employees might have a different opinion. Most people can think of a boss who is willing to do anything and everything, but also a boss who would never consider doing such things. Which boss is the right boss? And how can a modern CEO balance these two opposing concepts? This long-form audio-only podcast will be posted the last Monday of each month as an opportunity to dive deep into the issues that challenge all entrepreneurs, business owners, career builders, decision makers, how to balance what seems to be contradictory viewpoints in business and personal life. This is more than just work-life balance. We're going to examine a variety of this and that scenarios. Let's get started. The CEO should always or the CEO should never make the coffee. And again, we're referring to make the coffee as play every role in a company, not just making coffee, but taking out trash, cleaning up messes, staying late, coming in early, carrying boxes, unclogging toilets, etc. Anything that needs to be done, no matter how small, hard, or dirty. What is the value of the CEO always or never making the coffee. Let's start with the CEO should always make the coffee. The value of the CEO always making the coffee, it begins with teamwork. The CEO leads by example. It is hard to ask other people to take on tasks that are outside of their exact job description if you, as the leader, as the person at the top of the food chain, aren't willing to do so yourself. And this is a pretty common concept among many boss, boss being that I won't ask you to do anything I'm unwilling to do myself. So leading by example and presenting the opportunity to provide teamwork by pitching in, making the coffee, picking up messes, taking the trash out when it's necessary is the first example of how always making the coffee is a great concept. Of course, making the coffee is a community idea. It's doing for others as much as doing for yourself or even not doing for yourself. It is very possible that the CEO who decides to always make the coffee doesn't even drink the coffee. But he, un he or she understands the value of community that comes around something like the coffee pot in the morning, the, the water cooler in the hallway, and of course, the community aspects that come into pitching in when the company's behind, when there's a special event, when you have a visitor, when the out-of-the-ordinary situation ask for additional effort, work, etc. that isn't 
necessarily listed as a job title, job description, how the team comes together, how they work as a community can often predict whether or not that group of people will be, will be successful as a business. So if you're going to drive the idea of community, you should always make the coffee. If you're going to hold your staff, your employees, to anyone in the company, to values, to the directives of the company, to the core values of who you are as a company, it is much easier to do that if you are a member of the community, if you are someone who works side by side with your employees, if you are the CEO that always makes the coffee, when you speak of values, of core values and other corporate values, it can be taken as you personally being connected to them as opposed to someone who is simply saying something because it came up in a meeting or it was written down in the business development process. So community is definitely built from within and that building of that community starts by the CEO always making the coffee. The CEO that's available that is doing these tasks on a regular basis, who is known to put their roll their sleeves up and get their hands dirty, if you will, definitely can create connections amongst their employees and the people that are doing these things on the regular. So putting yourself in their shoes, walking a mile in their shoes, putting yourself in their position, putting yourself together. And in the same scenario as your employees from anywhere from the top to the bottom of the social order creates connection for that CEO. There's plenty of value that comes from a CEO that's connected to his or her workforce. Of course, there's better communication that comes from that as well. The ability for any employee to feel comfortable walking next to the CEO, talking to them, presenting ideas, etc., is always a good thing to a point. And this is another issue where balance is important because the CEO doesn't need to hear every single idea. And most ideas going to be pitched to them by someone else in the company has probably been tried or thought of at some point earlier, previously in the development of the company. The CEO knows why you do or don't do things But there can be new things, new processes, new ways of approaching things. Just simply, why does this take five steps instead of four or three? That that can be learned from an open communication, the ability to walk and talk and to work aside each other and for the CEO to see employees work and for employees to be able to show, not just tell, but show their work process to the CEO as well. There's no need for an open door policy at the C-suite level, if the CEO and other members of the C-suite are on the floor, if you will, and amongst the every employee on a regular basis, seeing what they do, working alongside them, rolling their sleeves up and participating, the communication is already there, the ability to speak freely, the ability to p- pitch ideas, the ability to explain what's happening, things that you value, things that you think are negative etc. already being communicated because the CEO is right there next to you. That open communication definitely can has the value of leading to innovation. 
innovation again is coming from an idea that has not been proposed before. A why do we do it this way? Why don't we do it this way? Can't we think of something different? Often these suggestions come from an employee having a opinion about how hard or how necessary, unnecessary things, aspects of their business are, aspects of their job and their role. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. You won't innovate, you won't lower costs, you won't create effectiveness and efficiency, you won't make changes, positive or negative, if you have no input, if you have no communication. So the earlier communication, the connection, the community, the teamwork that we discussed from a CEO that has been known to always make the coffee allows for ideas to be pitched, even if they're rough, even if they're raw, even if they were tried and failed previously, the new communication, the new aspect, the new approach, things that have been learned, and then showing, not just telling the boss, can and usually does lead to innovation. Of course, innovation being more and more necessary and valued in 2021 than it has been at any point in the past. So being able to spur innovation by simply being available, by being open to conversations, by seeing and participating the activities in the business definitely allows for the potential for innovation. Usually small elements, little pieces of increased efficiency, but sometimes big, massive innovation ideas come from someone who does a a role, looks at the product or service, communicates with the customer, is in the process every single day, and often will ask what they think is a dumb question. Can I ask you this dumb question? But it's not a dumb question if the CEO has never been asked that, if the idea has never been pitched to them, if the it's this should be obvious isn't obvious because the CEO hasn't had their hands involved in the process, then the dumb question is actually a fantastic insight, a very smart question. Thank you for asking that because the opportunity for innovation has now presented, presented itself. Along with innovation, also, of course, is understanding and empathy understanding everyone who works for you, their task, their roles, how they cross each other, how they work in collaboration, how they might not be collaborative, how they might have difficulties, and how things need to be innovated or structured differently in order to create effectiveness and efficiency. That understanding is much more likely when it's seen and experienced as opposed to being told or even worse, Someone telling someone above them in the command of chain of command and that idea stopping somewhere between the first step and the CEO's ears. So getting a direct connection to understanding how things work, how they could be innovated, how they could be done better or more effectively, more efficiency, et cetera. That understanding is very easy to do and is experienced as opposed to told through a chain of command. And that understanding also comes with empathy. Sometimes an idea is pitched that seems like that's uh, an employee simply not wanting to do their job, not wanting to put extra effort in. But with empathy, 
with the ability to understand where they're coming from and considering the human factor in it as well. It may be very well that the expectation is too high, that the tools have not been provided, that the ask does not match up to the reality of the ability to complete that. The empathy of seeing it from the employee's perspective, not from a superior perspective, might allow for a different answer to request from those employees. So understanding and empathy absolutely come from the CEO working next to the employees, making the coffee, if you will. So those all sound like great positives to why a CEO should always make the coffee. Of course, there are negatives too. There's a completely different opposite opinion of this, the being the CEO should never make the coffee. What are the aspects that are complete opposite of what we've just talked about and how we're going to balance them out? Well, number one, there is a cost to everything the CEO does. In theory, the CEO is the person who receives the largest paycheck, gets the most income per hour, if you will. They are paid the most because they bring the most experience. They have the most expertise. They have the most time with the company, etc. All kinds of roles that put them in a unique position and a unique role within the company, typically paying attention to, participating, and guiding things that make big changes for the company, whether it's attracting sales or doing something better within the process. So the, the CEO cost more per minute and per hour than anyone else in the company. And they have the most potential to change the company, make a decision that has the biggest impact to every single person working in the company, to the customer, to anyone in the work process. So there is a serious cost evaluation into every minute that the CEO or the boss or the president does a task, whether it's a menial task, a humble task, or they're spending that time and that effort doing something that has the largest impact, positive or negative, for the company. So there's a great deal of cost to having your CEO do something when they get paid $50, $75, $100 an hour. That same task can be achieved by someone making $8 or $15 or $22 an hour. And at the end of the day, the cost analysis would say having the highest paid employee do something that lower paid employees can do has definite benefits. And this is also why roles, job titles, and job descriptions, corporate structure exist so that people do the job that they, their expertise and their role provides the value equal to the cost of them doing it. Someone who is entry level, someone who is new in the company, new in the industry, less experience, etc., are going to cost more to employee. And so they should be spending their time on the job and within the, the building, if you will, within the campus, etc., playing roles at the level which they are paid as opposed to taking the most expensive employee and, again, bringing them into a role that can be done by someone who pays is being paid less. So roles, structure, job titles, 
et cetera, exists so that we maximize everyone's potential at entry level, at mid-level, at the top level, and at the very top level so that we keep those C-suite individuals focused on the things that have the most potential to make the company the most amount of money because they have the most experience, the most skills, the most knowledge, the longest established relationships, et cetera. The same thing with everyone else in the, the chain of command having less experience or expertise at certain things than the C-suite individuals. So having them take on tasks that are in balance with their pay and how it affects the company, how it benefits, how it brings income in allows for a balanced approach to business. There's also the idea of availability. The CEO cannot be available 24 hours a day. And in 2021, a 24-hour business model is more likely than ever before. Not necessarily people in the office, on the factory floor, trying to stamp out widgets on a 24-hour basis, but people paying attention to emails, paying attention to marketing, paying attention to customer service, etc., in a 24-hour global scenario. So the CEO can't be everywhere at all times. The CEO is probably not the first person in the door every day if you have a 24-hour business concept, if you have people coming in and staying late because their business focus are in different time zones or providing different things in the, the workflow, in the supply chain, etc., the, the CEO can't work 24 hours a day, so there are times they're not there. So if it's time for the coffee to be made and the CEO is not available because they have other areas to be focused on at that time and throughout the day, then the 24-hour business model makes it not possible for the CEO to make coffee every day. They are needed elsewhere. Uh, CEOs, CEOs, bosses, presidents, the C-suite, etc. They have other tasks that they have to do. They have other job responsibilities. And with a high responsibility level, they have pressures upon them. They have expectations upon them. They have to perform their job at their level, achieving all the tasks that's necessary for them to be successful without adding additional tasks that, again, are being paid for or have a lower cost to the company than what they're being compensated. So their focus should be and needs to be elsewhere. That's why the, the CEO should never make the coffee. There's a great line from Mad Men when Don Draper is trying to explain to his subordinates that idea of they do the work he pitches the boss, he gets the credit, and they get a paycheck. And in Don Draper's, of course, very non-sensitive style, explains to them as he yells, that's what the money is for. What he means is you don't get every perk of everyone who's in the, in the chain of command, specifically people who are in the chain of command higher than you, don't necessarily get to do all the things they get to do and receive all the credit that they receive, but you do receive a paycheck. You do receive fair compensation. You are paid for your expertise, for your experience, for your role in the company, and for your level of what you bring to the scenario. Again, you your cost versus what you can generate for the company. If you're paid well, if you're paid fairly for your skill level, for your expertise, for your amount of experience in the role, 
then the idea of not having access to the CEO or other people in the company who are at what would be considered a higher level than you, having different roles or responsibilities, having different time requirements, having different levels of effort that they need to be put in as far as you're concerned, is balanced out by the idea that you are fairly compensated for the role that you play. And you have the potential to maybe be assigned those roles in the future and your job will change and you might become that person in that role someday in the future, whether it's a manager, a director, the C-suite, or even the CEO yourself. So that's what the money is for is what Don Draper would say. You're getting a paycheck. So don't worry about what other people are doing in the business. Worry about what you're doing in the business. Again, the biz, every business has a structure, has a corporate structure. People work for each other with assigned roles, with job titles, with job descriptions, with expectations that come from them. Hopefully, well-assigned roles and clear expectations are set. That creates structure that is beneficial for the business. So the business is effective, efficient, can ultimately be profitable, continue to move forward in a smart way making profits so that the business can survive slow times, beneficial when things are going well. Even teamwork that's happening is happening because of structure put on a company. Because at the end of the day, operators have to operate. People who make things need to make things. People who need to count things need to count things. People who need to move things, pick things up, etc. need to do those things. The people who need to make decisions, the people that need to do things in a different way because it brings different values to the company should be doing that. That's the structure of the business. That's how it's built. And there's tons of great thought process and proven success that comes from that structure. So if the structure is you're the CEO, you're supposed to be paying attention to certain tasks that have a high value level, have a high expectation level, and the idea of you also should be making the coffee seems a little bit counterintuitive. And in fact, it's very counterintuitive. And it goes into the idea of everyone else should ignore the structure of their job and do whatever they feel like doing just because they think that it is beneficial or that other people would find value in it or ultimately make you feel good about what you're doing. Feeling good but missing expectations or being helpful, but not actually providing teamwork to your team because you're not filling the role that's expected from you, seems like a good thing, but it, it's counterintuitive. So again, operators need to operate, give them the space to do so, let them meet those expectations, keep the structure in place. Everyone plays their assigned roles because that's what the money is for. So structure is a good thing and not having the CEO meddling with everything at all times is also a good thing. There's a reason that people who run a system, who run a machine, who oper- who are in charge of a department know everything that's happening in that scenario. And when someone comes in from above, if you will, they have no reason to start asking too many questions and making too many changes because they don't know enough about the real operations. So structure, expectations, teamwork, Again, without pressure from the boss, many people will see the boss, the CEO, someone above them in the food chain coming into the scenario, putting their two cents in as pressure, undue pressure, maybe being told something they know is counterintuitive to the expectations and the structure of their job anyways. But of course, you don't want to go against the boss. 
How does all of that work? You're actually confusing your team as opposed to leading your team or creating a scenario where they feel confident in the conversation with you because you've actually put pressure on them because ultimately you're still their boss. And the last con to always making the coffee to for the CEO always being available to having regular conversations and regular walk and talk, no need for the open door policy, is that people sometimes, not everyone, but not everyone is perfect. People, human beings are flawed, and they will play politics, and they will run con games. And the availability of the boss, the availability of the boss to be empathetic and to be open to discussion and looking for innovation at all times could lead to people trying to make their job easier for themselves, not for the business, to be playing politics, to put themselves in front of other people, ahead of other people that maybe they see as competition or someone who might get a promotion, a raise, a plum assignment, et cetera, that they're wanting to have or all the way down to the ne- the very negative aspect of really trying to con the boss out of getting more money, less work, getting a raise, et cetera, that they don't deserve and haven't earned. So too much availability from the CEO can open the door for office politics, for con games, and even scams. So how do we balance all of this out? This is the key to the conversation. Yes, should the CEO always make the coffee? Should the CEO never make the coffee? What is the balance? Well, the balance starts with attitude. Attitude is everything. If the CEO decides that they're going to be the type of CEO that always makes the coffee, they're going to bring that attitude to everyone that works for them. They also have to understand some of the negative aspects that come along with it and try to balance those things out. If the CEO understands or has the attitude of structure and expertise and cost of not making the coffee every day, they still have to express an attitude of willingness, of being able to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. They just can't do it every day but maybe being available when necessary, when there's real ex- extreme need, when the chips are down, if that boss who doesn't ever make the coffee does decide it, this is the day for me to do that, that is a way that the balance of attitude as to whether they're always available or never available can come to a more realistic balance between those two ideas. So, not just walking the walk, but talking the talk when possible, just potentially not every day, probably least less likely than more likely. But when it's necessary, when the chips are down, when the team is depending upon you, being able to come through is a, an appropriate balance and a, as opposed to an always or never situation. We started off the conversation with the idea of corporate culture about how culture and attitudes and all kinds of values come from above. They come from the C-suite, from the leadership. And so if that is established through actual hands-on and rolling up your sleeves and getting getting dirty along with everyone else in the company, that's perfectly fine. But also by establishing that culture, by establishing these attitudes, living up to them, 
not just talking, but walking the walk, also allows for everyone in the company to feel that they are part of that corporate culture as long as the leader is not a hypocrite. You can't demand too much from other people and then not be willing to play your part, to play your role. If you're going to put focus on structure and the cost and the needs associated with being the CEO, you have to stick with it. You have to earn more than you cost and you have to not be hypocritical. Consistency is often more important than access or the good feelings that come from seeing the CEO on a regular basis. So don't start something you can't keep up. If you can't make the coffee every day, you know that certain activities just won't be obtainable. Don't start them and don't create the expectation that you will be that type of CEO. Again, going back to when it's extremely necessary for all hands on deck. Be that person, be that CEO, be that leader. But if you know that there will be times, lots of times, where you just simply aren't available, don't start something you can't consistently keep up. Instead, understand that other people need to play those roles and support them in the ways where they can do it, where it's beneficial to everyone. Ultimately, no boss, no CEO, no owner, no leader ever pleased everyone. It's just the nature of human beings. Some people prefer the boss is not around. They actually feel the pressure of a boss being around or they feel like that they're being micromanaged or somehow other way interfered by the boss. You need to be cognizant of that. No matter how much effort the boss puts into making the coffee every day, to playing every role and showing that their ability to be open to the process and willing to do whatever it takes to not ask you to do something they won't do themselves. Ultimately, there will be people who will find a reason to be disappointed. It always happens. This is a human nature issue again. So not saying it's a reason to never make the coffee, but I am saying if you're always making the coffee, you will still eventually disappoint someone in the organization. Don't take it too hard. Don't take it too personal. Understand that's the price of doing business. And there's nothing wrong with the boss... The CEO, the office of the CEO, we often talk about the office of the president, right? It's as apart from the human being. But the, the boss can be something that is special and looked up to, but the boss is still a human being at the end of the day. So being the boss, being the CEO, being a member of the C-suite should be a goal for people to achieve, but not necessarily having to be the exact same person as the current CEO or a past CEO. So think of it as the office of CEO as opposed to the individual. As much as the individual wants personal respect from people who work with them and for them, people are still imperfect. The CEO included in that potential to be imperfect. But they need to lead the team. They need to set the examples. They need to set the tone. They need to set the values of the company. And if they can't do that in person on a regular basis, if they can't make the coffee every day and live up to the expectation that's set as the CEO, the office of the CEO, then they need to understand that and balance the idea of the office of the CEO and the individual in the C as a CEO, even though that individual has the potential to be imperfect, to make mistakes, to have failings, to not live up to expectations as long as it happens more rarely than regularly. 
And the idea of achieving the role of a CEO for every person who enters the company to be able to work through the process, this is the American dream, right? Start at the bottom, work your way up, hard work, dedication, being open, being communicative, being a great employee, being a team player, et cetera, allows you to rise up the ranks so eventually one day you can become the CEO. That looking up like that towards the office of the CEO, not necessarily the person because they are, again, imperfect, but looking up in that direction takes you in that direction. Looking forward to new things, looking to doing better things, looking to do more can provide you the potential direction, feedback, and opportunity you need to be successful in your path from entry level to CEO. So the balance, again, is having the right attitude, not just walking the walk, but talking the talk, keeping corporate culture first and foremost, as long as you can do that without being a hypocrite. Consistency is more important than small pieces of happiness. So don't start something you can't keep up. Don't try to please everyone. Some people actually don't want the boss around and that's okay. And eventually someone in that organization is going to be disappointed in you probably as a role and not as a person. That's fine as well, as long as the majority of people are happy working for the person and the role and the office that you are exhibiting as the boss. Moderation in all things, including moderation. It's very unrealistic to think that as the boss, you're always going to make the coffee. So be the boss who's willing to make the coffee when the coffee is needed. And try not to be the boss that never makes the coffee because there are negatives that come out of that that is less inspirational, less of being a goal for people to achieve. If we're setting those goals for people to achieve, we have them looking up they're moving in the right direction. They're looking to make themselves better in order to fill a role that's above them in the chain of command. They'll be doing good things for the company itself. And you're creating a cycle of positive aspects of good work ethics and of people who are doing things for the right reasons, which is the balance to the question, should the CEO always make the coffee or should the CEO never make the coffee? Thanks for listening to Professional Balance, bonus content series of the Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. I'll be ne back next month with a new topic and a new podcast every Saturday uh, full of hustle and motivation advice from the office while the competition is still sleeping. Please subscribe, leave a review, make a comment on social media about what balance issues you would like to hear discussed in this future series. Thank you very much. Saturday morning hustle. Saturday morning hustle. Saturday morning hustle. Wake up and keep chasing your dreams.